Welcome back to The Drop, the Stab Weekly Podcast, in which we break down the surf news. We're going off-piste this episode. Off-piste, that's a French expression. It means when you go off the trail, especially on a mountain, you go off the trail and then there's a bunch of Swiss people in red jackets taking skiing all seriously. I don't like to do it. I'm afraid of avalanches, deeply. One man who's not afraid of avalanches is Mason Ho. Mason Ho's not afraid of rocks either, and he's also apparently not afraid of making a full-length surf film. 90 minutes this thing is. Right now on Stab Premium, you can watch Through the Doggy Door, a film Mason made on his best friend Sheldon Paishan, who grew up in extreme crushing poverty on Oahu's west side. Um, he was an incredibly talented surfer from day one, and it follows him through his childhood into where he's at today, which is a sponsored, paid professional surfer. It's a wild story, and it's told so well in that film. So Mason and I got deep on that. And then we also talked about his time in France for the Quicksilver Festival. He's there surfing, hanging, having a good time. So we caught up about that. And then we touched on Jed Smith's story, Are We Surfing Better for Longer?, which is about aging and surfing. thought Mason was great for that. He's 35, still surfing as good as ever. And then his family's just known for surfing extremely well into your 60s. So. Let's go off piece with Mace. All right, Mason. We started this call. I saw some gorgeous evening French light beaming off your face, tucked into a forest. How's life? Life is, life is very good as far as like, as far as, yeah, I guess as far as everything, yeah. No, life's doing good here. Besides me trying to figure all this shit out, I want to get comfy so I could just spill my heart out for you. Oh, yeah, I know. You're looking relaxed right now. Right? Okay. Damn, I don't want to look too relaxed. But no, 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 everything, everything's been really good. I've just been um, kind of running around whenever I can, chasing waves. Kind of like my dream, everything I ever dreamed of, you know, just chasing swell. And when I was younger, I'd kind of do it more by myself. You know, I always dreamed, oh, I wish I had someone that could fill me and got my best friend now that films me and then and then I now I was always like oh I wish I had a chick right here in my nice room and then boom I got my chick now so I've been running around with them it's kind of been dreaming now I'm in the French light all fucking <laughs> wannabe wannabe pro surfer <laughs> I'd say you're uh, more than a wannabe pro surfer but uh <laughs> it looks like it's been sick over there have you got some good waves yeah no we, we've had some really good waves um Actually, from the second we got off the plane, the, the waves were really good. It, it was, or it was really big. I, I don't know if it was really good yet, but it, it was really big, and we all just started surfing, you know. And there was a super cool gang of all the surfers here. Were, were kind of a lot of my favorite surfers and favorite people, and they kind of put us all in this nice little area that we all got to hang, you know. Like pretty much, if you wanted to surf, you had to hang there. So so it was cool just for all of us to be there. We all had the same hotel room like um jeremy put us all up in a nice hotel and gave us all mental mercedes and just stoked everyone out so we were all just eating together and hanging out together and it's pretty cool how he did it you know it was fun catching up with everyone <laughs> wow what's been uh what's been if you had to pick like one moment that's just been a highlight of the trip so far was it like something in the water was it just like one special dinner you had with everybody like what's been the oh. the real highlight of the trip well i mean i mean besides the surfing usually for me it's just surfing like my my favorite for me is just the usually is the surfing like i just love chasing that's what i'm chasing every minute every day and usually getting ready in the night in the evening just oh, i want to go surf 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 that's what it turned into i used to run around more when i was younger but 
so I've kind of been all surf Nazi lately, but but for me, I guess this trip was super fun. I had a nice night where I kind of had some wine and muscles and, and slow, like kind of crept my way out. My sister was teasing me like, oh, you never come out. And I was laughing like, what? I always do. I thought, but I was like, everyone else told me, no, you don't. And I was like, oh, okay. And I felt a little, I was like, oh, this is, felt like I picked a nice time, you know, to go out now. This is what I was kind of trying to do is pick my times to go and it, it it flowed me to a perfect little evening, you know, I ended up hanging out with Jeremy and, you know, bumped into all the boys like Noah and Mikey and Al and all the Rippers and all all the young kids coming up, rolled all the nuts, everyone all freaking cool little gang, Kale and who else, I seen Shane, Doran and CJ every morning and Jackson and ate breakfast with Kerr and the family and Sierra and I was with, I've been staying with Clay the whole time, so I've been with Clay, and he's like my favorite person, but he's so mystical and hard to catch, really, even when you're with him, but we've been in the same house in the hotel, so it's just been like, I'm on him, you know, and every, and he's been on me, so we've been having a fun, just way too good, and then, and then Eli came from home when, when I was coming, he seen, he just seen the forecast, and we all jumped on Eli Olsen, so. It's been a cool little freaking trip, to be honest. We've all been hanging. My girl's here. My sister's here. The main freaking... That's actually the main reason why I even came, was I, I wasn't... I wasn't originally... Yeah, Clay. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Um, thank you. Um, oh, oh, shoot. Sorry, sorry. Um, oh, oh, I, my sister. I, I wasn't going to come. I wasn't even going to come. I was at home all burnt out from... I had a couple little... Obligations to do with, with my sponsors, and I was kind of burnt. And I didn't think I was gonna come, but my sister was packing her boards, and I seen her packing. Usually, she doesn't pack bigger boards, and I was like, "Why are you packing bigger boards?" And she's like, "Oh, it's gonna be big." And and I checked the forecast, and I was like, "Oh no no no!" And she's like, "Can you take me to the airport?" And I was like, "Yeah, I will, but there's no way I'm not going. If I'm not gonna take you to the airport." I'm not going to take you to the airport and look at this for a forecast and t- say bye and help you pack the... No, no, no. So I just jumped on right after, boom, on the next. And she helped me. She's like, called up Jeremy and told him, hey, no, he's actually coming, you know, because I kind of like uh, messed up on my invitation. You know, I didn't reply because I didn't, I was a little tired, you know, whatever. But. <laughs> or, or no, I, I didn't, um, I was scared to come because the forecast and I was really tired, you know, from all the traveling. I was in Indo for a while and yeah, so I kind of dropped the ball. I, I told Jeremy, hey, no problem. Thank you so much, but I, I'm good. And then when I seen my sister packing, I was like, oh no, tell Jeremy or here, let me write Jeremy, you know, but, but yeah, but, so she helped me get over here. That's so good. I love the idea of like being asked to drive somebody to the airport and then just jumping on the trip with them. Just being like, actually like. I will drive you to the airport because I'm going to just park the car and go. Yeah, no, it was literally like a cool feeling. Like, um, I've never done that. I mean, when I was younger, I used to kind of end up popping on a couple or when I was super young, you know, just jumping on one. But but um, lately, I kind of like to just make them perfect and go do them nice. And I have all my nice little ways to do it, you know. But this one was funny. Like, this was a like a sibling, like a cool natural, like one I've been dreaming about doing, you know. Just literally out of the blue watching... Yeah, I was taking my sister to the airport, kind of like, no, I don't even do this for myself. I'm doing this for you. Like, <laughs> um, now, now I'm going to go myself, like, <laughs> because you made it seem simple. The contest itself had that different format. It was teams. It was kind of three different, I guess, divisions or criteria, however you want to call it, like a no-losers thing. 
what was your experience like competing in that? Like, did you feel like that was a fun way to kind of make surfing competitive? The format was super cool as far as like um, what everyone's mindset. I mean, I don't know everyone what everyone was thinking, but as far as I go, or that was super cool because uh, I had like my backup. You know, it was my sister, and and she was always dropping good scores. And and usually for me, when I go out and surf a heat, I'm always thinking about dropping like two. Oh, I need two main scores, but um. And, and you know a time frame and I gotta make top two to even surf again and there's all these little even though you learn over time to play dumb and numb to all that stuff but I'm sure really it's somewhere down there I don't know it just felt like I could truly let go and just be like oh it doesn't matter just whether you get a wave or not but but you want one score you know and then Coco could get the backup and it was kind of fun thinking that and like there's other teams that were really solid and cool too like Michelle and Jeremy or Clay and Al and they, they, you, you just see one guy drop one nice score and the other guy drop the next big score and you just be like, whoa, that's sick. And you'd, like for me, some days I'd have a good day and I'd, we'd kind of be high. I'd be like, well, yeah, I had a nice score and we're kind of high. And then, and then the next day, I'd maybe I think I had a couple hits where I didn't catch any waves. I was pretty bummed on myself. A little, got lost out there a little bit. And then, um, oh, but then my sister would get like a huge and like a nine or something. I remember one day I didn't catch a wave. I was kind of like, oh, oh. Like, to, just in myself, to my myself, and then um, she got a nine. I kept looking at the scoreboard. Mason's in third. I was like, ooh, yeah, thanks, Coco, like, or whatever. We're, so I don't know. It was pretty cool. It's like, or I got a four or something. But with the nine and the four, a lot of guys were just getting maybe a f- two fours or two fives. Or, and so we ended up making good. And I don't know. It made you just feel cool and fun and together, you know. I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool. Easy, easy to surf, you know, easy to have fun, easy to cheer everyone on, less, less like, um, less just like, oh, I want to get to the top, like less clawing your way to the top, you know, more like just more peace, more happy, more fun. I think 2019, you helped kind of organize a contest at Rocky Point in memory of Chad Chittister, Chad Chittister. Um, how do you feel about winning a surf contest that you organized like Je- Jeremy did here? Yeah, well, well, to be honest, when I won that, I, I was all stoked because it was like $1,000 cash, yeah, and that's all I wanted was that stack. I, I just wanted that little stack of cash that was on my little turf where I surfed. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want anyone to... So I guess, fuck, Jeremy, almost similar thing. I think he won. He got like a 10. He got a fat watch. He got... I think he got a nice watch. I think he won the comp. Didn't he win? I think he won the thing, right? Yeah, he won his own comp. Yeah, so, oh yeah, that's why he asked me the question. So, so I think he won cash, too, for it, too, and the, the comp was cool. He kind of, like, set everyone up. There's a, like, cool little kind of goodies, you know, and stuff, and he kind of made it like a big boy. Like, you know when you're a kid and you do the little the surf contest and you're a kid, you're like, ooh, you get all happy. There's, like, you get stickers and a little goodie bag, and you get to go surf the nice waves. Like, he kind of made it like a big boy's kid, like a big, like all the big boys, like CJ from Shane, CJ to me to Noah and Mikey and all down to Coco and Sierra and Jackson and everyone. Sierra, uh, yeah, they, they, I feel like we all felt like um, like little kids, you know, like we show up, ooh, we get in our Mercedes, ooh, let's go surf, let's all go catch weight, you know, it's kind of like a, like a, I don't know. I just felt like a kid again. You know, one of those surf contests, like you, like you're a kid. And then I think we've all been through, not the ringer, but I feel like we've all been through just surfing. Like we've all surfed comps. Like um, some of us love it. Some of some of them don't like it. And 
like even Noah. Noah's I don't know Noah being the big big comp lover, but but Jeremy was smart enough or made it like camouflage the contest enough where we, he got us all over there and we all ended up competing and having fun and all like stoked, you know. Even even yeah, Noah wrote me in the morning. You see your fuck. You see the car though. I want to see what car did you get like. I don't know, it felt like, you know, like, you know when you check your goodie bags, you're looking in your friend's goodie bags and stuff? Felt like funny, like, everyone was checking out, I wanted to see, I wanted to see his car, and he wrote me, fuck, mine's a sports car, I hope yours is fucked up like this, like, I hope you can't fit your boards, or, I hope your boards don't fit, or something, I don't know, it was just so funny, but I was like, so it was cool, I, I thought it was a cool vibe, and, I, oh, I don't know if it was just the most recent thing I've been a part of, so I'm still in love, but... It was nice. It was a good time. Anyway, like I said, the main reason why I wanted to chat with you was to talk about Through the Doggy Door, which is kind of a biopic on Sheldon by Sean, your best friend. Um, and I wanted to ask you, first question is a broad one. So in the opening, in the intro to this thing, it just appears on the screen, some text that says, a film by Joe Alani and Mason Ho. What does that mean? What does by Mason Ho mean? Whoa, I don't know. I mean... I don't exactly know, but but I love that. Because Joe, well, by Mason Hill, well, well, I think what that means for, by Joe Lawton, movie by Joe, well, well, maybe it's because the movie, like, the idea started with me and Joe just kind of talking about it. Or, or it was just kind of a joke because I, I ended up taking Sheldon. I grew up with Sheldon, yeah, and he, he was just, there was... We always dreamed when we were younger. We are like, both of us, we're like, there's no way you and me aren't going to be battling each other for world titles. Like, there was no other view. We both had it, and we were both laughing, and we were both like, we could be as crazy as we want to be. But, of course, there's those lines, but let's stick to this plan, and let's go battle in about ten years or five years or whenever it is. Let's go do titles. I'm like, oh, see you there. And slowly, eventually, it changed. Like, Sheldon went his way. I went my way, and then... Long story short, he just turned into a surf partner where I'd surf with in between me doing the QS, and, and he keep, I felt like he'd always keep me sharp because he'd talk a lot of, sh he'd talk a lot of shit to me, and usually me, I'm kind of sensitive, like, uh, usually I don't like when people talk shit to me, like, because I just don't like it, you know, I just, I just, uh, I ain't hanging out with you anymore, ugh, like, whatever, but for him, he'd talk shit, but still hype me up, but make me, like, he did something that a few people do and so I was like and I think it's from because of where he's from the west side and it's just this special place where these like athletes are just or it's one of those places where you know where people come from poverty or there's those stories you hear like there's those those there's those towns where there's just these people made that aren't that are just so special like as far as accomplishing like just beyond what the opportunities they've had or, or they've been given or I don't know it's just where he's from, the west side of Oahu is really special, and especially if you're from Oahu, you know that. But um, this thing turned into like, um, or he he became like this partner that kept me sharp. And I told him every time I tell him, "Hey, stay on your game, and we're gonna go on a surf trip soon. Stay on your game, we're gonna go on a surf trip soon. Stay on your game." And finally, one time he was kind of like doing his game, you know, good, and I was about to go to Indo again, and I was finally getting kind of used to the Indo thing, I was like, I run, not I run, but I run, I have a little program now, I got this wired, so I told him, hey, get, just show me, you know, raise a little bit of cash, I'm like, let's see, you got, because I knew he had nothing, every time I'd be with, I just, if you know him, you know, he had nothing back then, zero, so I just told him, hey, if you can raise, like, 
you raise like five hundred bucks or six hundred bucks and just show me you can't eat like because for him he would you give him a hundred or twenty dollars they just that day give it to his friend give it whatever you know so it was like I told him you 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 save five hundred I'll take you to Desert Point he's like oh oh I'll do it I'll do it and he ended up saving a thousand he like showed me I remember I came back from a trip and he showed me oh I got a thousand for you take it right now buy my ticket and I was kind of like ooh cool a thousand like. And I think the tickets were roughly eight, nine hundred. I'm like, hey, you bought your ticket, the lead, and I was planning to do that myself. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you there. Let's do this. So I ended up taking him on this trip. Long story short, took him on this trip. We ended up filming, doing our thing. And at the end, I was, I was making these edit. I was making Joe, Alani, and myself were making these little edits because we always play with this stuff together for Snap Three or something. And and. There's this clip of Sheldon in the sunset where he's throwing up a west side. He's throwing up a freaking west side in the sunset. And it literally looks like the end or the beginning of a movie, of a Hollywood movie, if you know his story. And, and, and I remember him and I looking at each other and we're laughing. We're, we're literally, when we've seen it, we're like, imagine, the sin- imagine some like orchestra, some crazy music, like, like we've made it, you know, in some story. And then we just started crying, laughing. And we'd be like, but imagine if we got interviews of guys just saying like what has happened you know and we'd start laughing you know this guy would say that that guy would say this oh we could get uncle to go or everyone loves him because you know everyone knew him like andy bruce or everyone loved sheldon you know growing up so we were just like if only people knew if only they knew you know and and then all of a sudden like the next day i'd still start joking about it but what joe you think we could we got almost enough footage and he's like yeah but it takes money and time, you know, and like I'm not, it's not like that anymore because him and I used to just grind out for, and I'm just like, fuck, I'll get you money, I'll get you money, let's do it, let's do something, and so every day, we'd call each other and joke, oh, let's make it, like, I was, like, we were like, hey, the big joke was don't even tell Sheldon we're doing this, let's just film him without even letting him know, because he was so funny, every day we'd surf together, he'd like literally land air, do he'd do an air land it and literally point to his nose before he kicked out of the wave he'd start pointing to his nose like where's my sticker and he'd start yelling at rory my film or rory would be filming on the beach (laughs) and he'd be yelling where's the sticker and like you'd almost think he's joking but he wasn't and we'd just start laughing every time like and then I was literally like hey rory keep your eye on him film everything film him talking shit because he'd be like whoa how come John John sponsored and not me? Because he grew up with John John. And, you know, he, he'd like battle John, you know, or Zeke. How come Zeke and Keanu sponsored but not me? And I just, and he'd start laughing. Oh, no, no, I know, I know. Fuck. Like, and I just, I don't know. I was just like, bro, we got a document. Like his confidence was like, or it was on a cloud, but, but it was real. And it made me always realize like, hey, I'm, if he's thinking this, and I got all these opportunities, I should at least be thinking that, you know? And so it always kept my, my motivation high. And it's, it's what a lot of my friends did from that side growing up, you know, cause we grew up with a lot of friends that kind of went to jail and, or passed away from that side that had this confidence that was like, you'd almost think they're joking, but they weren't. It was like so real and gnarly and, and, and then they'd apply it, you know? And I don't know. I always took it. I was always like, okay, I need that confidence. But even though I'm whatever, I could, I'll could, i take it to wherever I can, you know? But, but I don't know. It, yeah, yeah. They're, they're freaking special over there. But it turned into this funny movie where, where yeah, long story short, it just kept molding. It kept morphing, you know? And then Joe, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe finally, I'd kind of 
when when I seen like whoa it's getting bigger than what I can just budget myself because I started paying for a lot of stuff and I think I pitched it to Rip Curl and they were at first like no no you know just the people lower you know they're like I love the idea but there's no we can't play with money like that you know I'm like you need to sponsor and it literally be just five shirts five trunks I swear I could get them to cry because because he loved surf supplies like no one like that's another reason why I bring him around he just make me love my leash like I remember before I needed two leashes two fins two board and brand new I needed in my pack I already got so I don't know jaded or what it was growing up but or, or I just knew I needed fresh my fresh gear to surf I don't want to bring stretched leashes I don't want to travel the world with my plug stuff I'm a pro now so I always thought pro like I'm bringing fresh but when I'd be with him he'd be like oh give me that give me this he'd grab like my leashes with cracks in it and just rip deserts and, and go pack the grower and or do all the stuff his board he'd come back oh look at making jokes look at my 18 foot leash ha 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 and then like love it and then I'd be like here's a small one he'd be like keep the small one you need your backup and would go out joking making fun of me I'm just like ooh you little fucker like <laughs> cause you know a couple times I'd tell him no you're not taking my two I don't care I got two leashes you gotta learn I'm pro you, you, you make your and then and yeah but we I don't know I, he, he, I was always be I was I felt like I could always be a big brother to him and he would never take anything personal and he'd also go small brother young brother on me and I've only had a young sister so we could only go so far yeah but with Sheldon it was always pretty fun and, and when that trip happened and, and it, it just turned into this big project and, and then it just went to another world and, and then yeah I'm happy it's coming to uh, the public <laughs> now yeah yeah in the vortex. Well, I guess it's no surprise that between the brands that have stepped up to support him and also the brands that stepped up to throw him for this film, it does seem like a lot of people you've worked with. So it makes sense that, um, you know, you were the guy trying to help make it happen on that front. But this might be a hard question to answer just because it's like if you're in the water with deserts with him and that makes some of the movie, like, is, does that count as an hour? But like, if you had to try to guess how many hours it took you of like your time to make this film happen, what like, even if it's a random number, what just comes to mind? Because I know it's a little bit tough on like what is and isn't an hour that counts towards it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I started thinking, I mean, that depends if you want to count us doing it as a kid. Like, are we got footage of us as kids in there? Like for when we first met, you know, right around the time we first met and we, we knew when Joe Alani was filming us back then in the kid footage, we knew that was going to be in our documentary back then. He he almost probably told us that. like, But, yeah, we were so confident. We knew that stuff was going to be in a documentary. I didn't know if it was mine or his, but, um, yeah, no, that just depends if you want to count the years and years and years since we were kids or, or just since the idea started. It was probably, like, 2017, I remember, kind of just when I brought him to Indo, you know, or maybe it was 2016. It was when Snap 3 came out. And I remember that's when it, like, I seen it and then Joe seen the footage and we were like, hey, let's start doing this. Or I, I wanted to start doing it. And then, and then, and then Joe, I think Joe kept me fueling me up. Like, hey, yeah, okay, look, sounds fun. Or that'd be fun. I, I'd totally back that. I love both of you guys, but we need funds, you know? And then, and then I ended up going to Rip Curl, or, or once the America, once the I was kind of having trouble getting it here in or in the U.S. or whatever, I we I did a trip to Bell's to the main headquarters, kind of kind of infiltrated the 
the main, the headquarters, you know, and I told them my story, and they were like, whoa, that's cool, Let, let's see what you can do, you know, and then they gave me, like, a little, they gave me the permission to give them a contract for a couple shirts, because I knew I could get them to cry or something, because I just knew how much he loved it, and then I told Joe, get ready, and then Joe knew I'm going to get red cameras, or, or he has the reds, but he's like, I'm going to rent reflectors, I'm going to, I'm going to get this so Hollywood, like, you don't understand, and so we set it up like it was going to be a pro, pro, interview for him and we kind of jabbed him a bit too he said oh it's an interview about me about mason and how he's getting pro and he's just like like a little bummed you know and then we we set him up you know and that, that was kind of the end the best my favorite part was the end you know and then but but he just signed it no one knew then but that thing was just for a couple shirts but he's just like all he wanted was the sticker all he wanted was the sticker on the nose you know and then and then when we got all that stuff, we made a, like a little 12-minute pilot that was super cool, I thought. And I remember we showed it to, um, we made a little, uh, the whole Rip Curl team was in Hawaii. Neil, we, we had Neil, all the people there, you know, and I told the Australia guy, this guy, the guy JT, who was helping me at the time, I'm, I told him, set up the meeting, bro, get ready, you guys are going to blow your mind. I got the guy crying, like told him just, I told him everything what I, we planned, we got it. And he's like, you serious? He's all, he's all Neil, everyone's going to be there. Mick, Neil, just Owen, every, all the team and all the people, you know? And then, so we put it on. Yeah. And I just remember when we put it on a couple parts that kind of made me choke up and, and I don't really feel too much with them because I grew up with them. Yeah. I just heard them my whole life. So on the video when I, I just heard him talk my whole life. That's yeah, so when I heard the video. Or, or I was just like, there's no way this thing's going to mess with my emotions. I know I'm doing it. And I remember when it choked me up a few times, I was looking at all the bosses, you know, and Mick and everyone. I just see everyone doing a little, like, all their little water or something. And I was like, oh, oh. And then, and then yeah, and then Neil was just like, hey, we're going to sponsor him. We're going to, it's more than a couple shirts. This this kid, this is really cool. And, and kind of put him on, you know. And then he really was blown away. He's like, are you... I get paid for surfing, like, then he'll just lost it, and then, or I mean, and then he just lost it super happy, and then we kind of went on a nice run for a long time, and then we still feel like we're just, we're waiting for this to get out again, and then we wanted to just open up the gates again and just start tearing apart. Wow, well, I do think people are, I do think the movie's gonna blow people's mind, and I do want to ask you, like, how much of this story, I know you said since he was young, obviously the film shows us too, you guys being friends, hanging out, and him just, you know, not really holding back when it comes to, like, conversation. But, like, how much did you know this whole story? Like, I mean, there's so many other little little bits of it. Like, maybe you knew that he was homeless, maybe you knew this or that. But, like, did you know everything before you went out to make this movie? Or are there some things, like, maybe the sunny thing that, like, did you know about that? Did you know everything before you started hunting the stories down? Yeah, I mean... I want to say some, some like like the sunny thing. I remember that day he he came to the back of my house. Mason, or Uncle Mike, Uncle Mike. He called for my dad. Oh, Uncle Sunny, fucking. My dad's like what? Because he was kind of our son too, you know. So my dad's like, Mason, he did what? You know. And then, so we had that. That was a big thing, you know, or like a not a big thing, but it, it was definitely a learning experience for Sheldon. But but I knew that. I I knew of, I knew of pretty much. Almost everything, just because I was, t to be honest, I, I surfed so, my, my whole life, I was surfing so much, and, and I love circling the island, you know, that I would always end up, I surfed down there so much since I was a kid, like, 
so, so I'd always catch him and I always needed, I always wanted a little partner, you know, or I wanted him to keep me sharp, you know, over there is like, you could surf by yourself, but it's pretty dangerous. You, you're going to end up in the hospital or, or there's always going to be a time where you're going to end up in the hospital if, if you're surfing over there as much as we do. So, so I, I like to have a partner and usually guys aren't allowed over there. So, so he's one of the guys who are allowed and, and, um, and he makes me feel safe over there too. He knows how to crawl up and down those rocks. He he lived on a lot of those places we surfed. He lived and bathed. He would use the bathroom and bathe. Well, you guys did such a good job of like taking those sort of anecdotes, like those stuff that I guess you'd already heard about and that you know him and, and did such a good job of like capturing it, capturing the vibe over there. And then just talking to some people who can really explain what's going on in a more like big picture way. Uh, that was one of my favorite things about the film is just, that mix of like, okay, this human story that sucks you in mixed with like, hey, these are people that study this for a career or people that have lived in it their whole lives and like really know it and can talk like to stories that are beyond Sheldon's. And I know you guys dedicated the film to the 300 children who still, you know, go to bed in a homeless situation in Hawaii every night. And I thought that was cool just to, just to show, tell that story through such like an interesting character that is Sheldon, your best friend. You're the man, Brandon. You you got that. That means, or it sounds like you got what I was, or what Joe and I were trying to like catch, you know, because because we always thought like, man, he's such a, he's such a comedian and he's so open. He's like, it's special how open. A lot. Of, I think a lot of people like that when they go through that. A lot of like maybe trauma is done and a lot of stuff is done to the point where like maybe they're not they're not open or something to, to even having it shown, you know, or, or especially when they're still trying to chase their dream or there's a lot of like maybe some stuff in there that you could be embarrassed about or, or you don't, I don't know. It's just, it, it was cool how open he was, you know, and, and like you said, there's a lot of people that were, were there that watched them grow up that could tell the story that been through crazy stuff themselves, similar stuff. And, and it's just, um, it was cool that it was him to kind of tell the story too about the homelessness because cause he has like a nice he has like a cool spirit about it you know like he's not really mad he's not super mad at the world but but he has it just enough where you're like whoa it's it's real you know there is, it is there you know or he's been through it he's been mad at the world for it and now he's not but but I don't know it, it just makes yeah. yeah it just makes you I don't know it just reminds you and, and he is a I feel like he was the perfect like guy for it so so i like how, how you worded it was nice how you, you it sounds like you got it <laughs> oh, thanks man um one more question on that movie front so we do the stab surfer the year voting thing every year and last year you won the best youtube channel um which did not surprise me but i wanted to ask you how involved you are in like the filmmaking process and if that's something you kind of want to keep exploring so so how how involved i am in the in the filmmaking like like with the movie and with our youtube and stuff and yeah i guess broadly like oh yeah no i'm just addicted to um i don't know i like to keep it a little simple as far as like watching surf clips or or editing or for me because when i was a kid my, my favorite was i'd just maybe I just remember a lot of it just mostly just for me growing up a lot of it was just like a little bit of a a little bit of a lifestyle or something a little bit and then surfing 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 a little bit yeah there's always a nice story too I figured in the in the old surf films I'd watched there was always like a cool story within the surf segments too I remember it would always be like like a super session that would go down with Andy and or, or Ward and Bruce and everyone in France maybe now I'm in France I've been thinking about or Corey Lopez Shay Lopez Damien CJ there'd be like 
just those super sessions, you know, but they'd have the segment, like, you could just tell it was a session, or a, or, or if it was, like, Andy's part or some crazy parts, you, you could tell there'd be, like, the can do part, do 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 oh, the, the, the pit stops part, the build-up, do 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 the, I don't know, I just always loved that little organize, that little story and organized, but also a little sloppy, you know, they leave some stuff around the, so it feels like you're there, you know, so, as far as like editing, I feel like I I know how to. I kind of have an eye for watching like a surf, like a surf session, like a story in a surf session. I know how to do. It's just right. It's all that stuff before and after that my brain just explodes on because I feel like it's all so good. Like like even for example, I was with Clay the other day. And I was just filming him in the grocery store because he was just cracking me up. Like he's just so funny. Loves food. Like he should have a YouTube on just him eating food with a couple of his wings. Oh, I'd watch the fuck out of that. I would. I would. Immediate watch. Clay versus food. No, no, because he eats so much and he rips <laughs> so hard. Like people don't even understand. But but anyway, I was just filming him and I was just thinking, bruh. Like, like literally he went through like 50, he picked up like at least 21, um, eggplants before he picked two. He gave me the two, you know, and put them in my basket. And I was just like, dude, I was like, I love this guy. And I was just filming him. I'm like, okay, if you want to do that, I'm going to film you the whole time. (laughs) But, um, but, oh man, I was just thinking, dude, you could literally, and then we surfed that day. The waves weren't that great, but we literally like, we're just on this reef. We're just like having the ball, like. And I was just thinking, bruh, just just that little mission in the grocery store and, and just our session, I'm all, I'm all, uh, I can make like a, or it'd, it'd be a 40 minute, I can make like a 40 minute documentary on the, on, the, on just those two moments. But but then all of a sudden, as I watch it, I just think like, I just trim it to the point of no return where it's one line and then the, the session are like, and, and that's where Joe Alani, I like, like he... I think as far as me editing or doing anything, I'll need like Rory or Joe Alani to always be by my side, to always be like pat my shoulder. It's okay, you can leave that. You know, like some of the people want that. You know, or that's that's actually funny. You know, like or whatever. You know, so I don't know. I, I want to keep definitely. I want to keep making cool films or just finding. I, I love like ideas, like cool ideas that need to be out there that can relate to surfing and and anything that could help people you know like i like that one with sheldon because it was like i just feel like the shed it was shedding light on something that's pretty common and really dark and bad in hawaii which is like that homelessness in hawaii it's super bad like we all grew up stepping over like coco and i, I remember coco when she was nine years old stepping over homeless people to go serve v in this one house because i wanted to always take the shortcut and i was a little older so i wouldn't give a shit jumping over the the, the homeless with my friends that i would have like five of the boys 13 14 wow whatever but my sister would be like 10 and then that's the only route she knew you know because i'd take her those couple days she's a shortcut and i remember her like i remember getting older like holy fuck but i should have she should have just took the normal route you know but but i don't know it's just a bad one i feel like even that was way back in the day and maybe girls like even betty lou or whatever i don't know if they're there's still homeless people in the same trail that old v-land the old trails we do so it's like it's still going on it's still really bad there's super talented people that are like that. Like a lot of those homeless are ex-pros. There's a couple who had covers of multiple surfer magazines that were stepping over, over, you know, like, and that's the dream, you know, get the surfer mag cover as a kid when you're a kid. So we grew up with the, everything was wacky, you know, our, our brains didn't even, 
we were lucky to make it through, you know, and I just feel like this was one of those stories I could be like, whoa, my best friend went through it way more than like a movie style. Like I know we, me and Coco could almost make a movie how bad it was, but I'm sure a lot of kids and a lot of people went through that. But Sheldon's one, I wasn't taking shits in the cor- in the keyholes of the coral before school. You know, that was that was heavy when he told me that. Or or like or like he'd have to have keyholes to go like or you know me, or like, you know, to go <laughs> jack off or something. I don't know. I just a couple times he he don't he said in the movie, we had to take out stuff in the movie. My dad's like, Don't put you're not allowed to put that in. Sheldon was just like you know, we got so good. This shit was gnarly, bro. It was gnarly for him. We're leaving those teenage urges in the keyholes. Leave them in the keyhole. That's what my dad said. And my dad was homeless, and I think he went through a lot of that similar shit. And so he was baffled on the movie. He he cry. He trips out every time he watches it. He's that was one of the things I think that made him really. I think that project was one thing that made my dad really proud of me. Like, there's a few things in my life. He he's really proud every day I go surf, like beyond. But but I remember when I made that he he. I got a little different vibe from my dad after that, just because like, he went through that too, you know? And that's part of the reason why I wanted to do that. It was just like, because Sheldon reminded me of my dad, you know, I'm with him. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's just a duty, you know? And it was too right. It helps him. It helps me. It helps you. Or it just helps the world, you know? If, if you can enjoy it for 90 minutes, then we, I just feel like, fuck, I'm so happy. Well, I very much enjoyed it for 90 minutes, so great work. It really, I mean, I'd, I'd seen the trailers and stuff, and I knew it was going to be an incredible film, but when I watched it for the first time, I was like, wow, this is something special. You did get me to cry as well. You got me. Um, so I think that's that's the benchmark. And it wasn't on a plane or anything either. It was just on, um, you know, sea level, essentially, and you got the tears going. So good stuff. I, I literally feel like what you just said, like the teasers, everything does stuff, the writing, I can only, we can all do so much, I feel like, but I feel like any time we, we, someone gave us even 30 minutes, we don't even need the full 90, like I, I double dare or triple dare someone to give us 30 minutes or even 15, but, but 30, I know we're going to get you for 90, like, but, or yeah. I don't know, I just feel like anyone who gave us the time was really like, wow, thank, like, cool, you know? And, and that's why we, it was hard to really put it out too quick because we were, like, we were just shooting for the stars, you know? We wanted, like, the, we wanted uh, Universal Studios, to be honest, but, but I guess, like, <laughs> and then down the way, you know? But, yeah, I don't know, I was just proud of that thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm just happy when people give it the time, you know? Uh, well, I think... A lot of people are about to give it the time on Stab Premium. It's going live by the time we actually the time this goes out, it'll be live. So go check it out there. And I know you got to roll in a second. I know you got dinner plans there in beautiful France. But I wanted to ask you a few questions about another story that Stab published this week. It's called "Are We Surfing Better for Longer?" And you had mentioned your dad just before. And to me, there's like just no better like representative or role model or just like. Like when I'm, I don't think you could look at your dad and be like, holy shit, how could my life, like, could my surfing be any better than this at his age? So I just wanted your perspective, like, on that question of, are we surfing better for longer? Yeah, no, that's super cool. Like, like nowadays, are we surfing better nowadays for longer than, than like before? I, I, yeah, I, I think so. I think, I think it's a pretty, 
I mean, I was almost going to say, I think it's an easy answer, but, but I was just, it, it just knocked me in the brain how hard these guys ripped back in the day and how long they kept ripping and their boards. And then I was going to say, our equipment is a lot better now. But then I realized, too, their equipment was so fucking on point. We're still trying to mock their equipment. So I, I don't know. I feel like it's a mix of um, everyone's trying to be a little more healthy now. I know back in the day they were more healthy without even trying. I know all the diets and everything was more clean. And I think they were a little more closer to the source. But um, like the good health source. But But I don't know. I think we're doing something now where... Maybe it's a little more okay to, to be health, like a, to, when you're a surfer, you know, as a surfer, it's a little more okay to be really healthy and take all these extra precautions to keep your body good, to keep surfing because nowadays we got more like knowledge. There's more, you could kind of really find the scientific proof that if you stretch or do a couple things, you, you, you might be able to surf longer and all that stuff. And, and I don't know, I think it, I, I want to say it has a lot to do with like our, our that, that stuff, the diet and all that, but, but then I look at my dad or the stretching and the weight, maybe the couple weight training, couple little things, you know, but, but I look at my dad and it's, I don't want to blow anyone's cover or like mess anything up, but he's never, he never ever has done any stretching or, um, he hasn't done any stretching or, um weight training or he's never done any of that or dieting he i mean he, he never ate red meat for a long time but i don't know the maybe it's the equipment or i don't know that dad says his he wishes he had the boards he has now back in the day he's like oh bro, guys would guys would be in trouble you know so so i don't know it must be it must be the equipment <laughs> what do you think it must be the equipment you know or two and and um do you feel like your surfing has changed the past 10 years? Like, do you feel like just as you evolve as a human being? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think my surfing, like, if my surfing has changed in the last 10 years. Well, well, for me, I'd like to think I'm a little more ballsier now. But I don't know. I was pretty dumb when I was younger. It's 10 years ago, so I was 25. Now I was pretty fucked up already, 25, um, as far as charging. Okay, so... Now, to, to be honest, I think you kind of learned. I, I remember there was a point where I'd just fling for the flats every minute of my life, like like first maneuver or whatever. I was just like, I'm whipping it to the flats. I got to get backwards. I got to, because I'd be like with, I remember surfing with Ward or I'd always be with the older guys, little older guys. And I'm like, dude, they even, I, I'd see them do a carve and I'd always like, I'd be with Uncle Sonny. I, I remember traveling, doing the cues with Uncle Sonny, Wardo, um, couple like gnarly men you know and i remember getting on there and they just do these combos these guy like raw and then i'll be like hey i could do a roundhouse too and i'd do a little little compared to uncle sunny and i was like you know what the only way i'm gonna keep up with these guys is i gotta go i gotta go at least eight feet high and land it and then maybe do my little baby roundhouse after and just have at least have my perfect style like because or my carve, or down carve, and then a huge air, or down carve, or whatever, and then that's where Uncle Sonny and Ward would be like, oh yeah, yeah, that was cool, Mace, like, and I remember like, yeah. so so that was my way, I think it was our, even my whole generation, it was our way to keep up with them, because I don't know what the fuck, I swear the water, surfing's just diluting every year, right, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, no, I'm, I'm the bottom of it, but, um, no, no, I don't know. I, we had to, like, always do shit more, I feel like, to stuff. Because now I'm thinking of Dane. He just fucking went toe-to-toe with everyone doing turns and shit. But um, I felt like... 
I don't know. I, back then, I remember whipping the flats a lot more. Now, now it's like, ooh, I could like draw a pretty couple turns, and then if a, a bonus would be, I whip it into the flats. You know, that's like before that was my first priority. Now it's like a nice happy bonus. You know, and, and I still tell myself it's the first thing. You know, when I'm when I'm on the beach and I see a little air section, I'm like, let's do this. You know, and then I'll notice like. If I'm not just whipping it on my first one, I'm doing a nice big roundhouse off of it, trying to tag the left and the right, ping, ping, and then a, maybe an air. But I don't know. It's slowly, yeah, yeah. It's slowly turned into like form. I like keeping my form a little more now, and, and the air is a bonus. And then I've noticed it makes my airs a little more – I've noticed my airs are more like it feels special, and, and it almost feels like I'm forming out a little more. Like before, I'd just do airs and kind of – it'd start to look a little stinky sometimes. But now – when I do an air, it's almost like I'm still keeping. I feel like I'm still keeping my form. I don't know. It feels weird talking about it. But. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. That's actually really in line with like the premise of the story. It was written by Jed Smith, and his kind of idea is that like some people say that your body peaks physically. It just depends on how you want to measure it. But he's looking at like fast twitch muscles around 25. But the mental peak comes later. It comes like at least a decade later, or more or less a decade later different for men and women i believe it like now i'd i'd, I'd easily compete myself my, my i'm 35 now so when i was 25 i would love to have a heat with my 25 year old and i'll just be like bro i got you like or you know what i mean air show heat barrel heat shootout backdoor pipe um france just now t street riviera fucking wherever i'll just be like i got you <laughs> all right so until i'm not thinking that uh I feel okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Well, if there's some sort of like a physicist out there who can manufacture some device that would make that heat happen, uh, reach out to us. But Mace, that's all I need from you. Thank you so much for the time. Congratulations again on the amazing film. We're super happy to share it with our audience. So go watch it. And for you, Mace, go get some mules. You're the man, Ben. Thank you so much. Hope we get to do a surf or something together. Uh, let's hope. Let's hope. All right. Safe travels back. Thanks, Mace. Have a good one. All right. That's all we got for you this week, but there's plenty more on on Stab Premium. There's a deep dive by Brian Dickerson into how surfboard factories work. There is a Charlie Gravant Stab edit of the year, and there's just there's goodness oozing everywhere. We'll be back next week with another normal episode you know the five stories bing bang boom maybe a little fringe ad a little surf sin we'll see you then until then be well and get fucked